then we're going to talk. Slach lanu, forgive us avinu kichatanu. Please, Daddy, forgive chatanu chatas is mistakes. Shaygig. God, my, but I say God specifically, Daddy, Tati, Sammy, I want you to hear this badly. If there's one thing you remember from the summer, I want you to remember this. Yitzla, listen to this. Slach lanu avinu kichatanu, Tati. Forgive my mistakes, that's chatanu. And mechalanu, please be Michael, please forgive Malkeinu, my king, kifashanu, because we have purposely sinned. Pesha is purposely, purposely sinned. Chatanu is mistakenly sinned. Now Hashem has two names. He's Tati, my king. If you came to whatever, you might know that. He's Avinu, Malkeinu. It's very important to me, the two aspects of Hashem. Hashem, there's one Hashem, but He's my Father. My Father means He understands me, He loves me, relationship. One aspect of me and God is relationship, and one aspect is service. Malkeinu is our king. There are people that are very good with relationship, but they forget He's our king. There are people who remember he's our king, but they forget relationship. By me, it's always important. Before you teach him, sometimes with king, you have to do this, you have to do that, you go that. People forget relationship. He's our father. First thing to know about Hashem, he's our father. He loves us to death. It's a relationship of tremendous understanding and love. That's first thing, Avinu. He's also Malkenu. There's also responsibility and obligations and duties. He's avinu malkenu. Two aspects. We ask Hashem, please forgive my mistakes. Tati, my father, could you forgive my mistakes? And then you say, my king, please forgive my averus that are bemazed. Yitzi, could you ask me a question on that? Those words. Dad... Please forgive my mistakes. And King is one Hashem, but two aspects of my relationship to Hashem. Say, Tati, you're talking to Hashem. Hashem loves you. I was Snicky likes you a lot. I know for a fact we talk how much we love you. So we both like you a lot. You like yourself, we like ourselves a lot. God likes us more we like more than we like ourselves. Hashem's a father. Say, Dad, Dad. You say to Hashem, it's magical words, Daddy. I want to tell you something, Daddy. Tata, Tata. And you say, Daddy, I've made some mistakes, accidental sins, not on purpose. Could you please forgive them, Daddy? And then I say, my king, could you forgive my mazed, my purposeful sins? What bothers you about that? If nothing bothers you, that's also good. Why? Why? A voice from heaven. Why, Shlema? Yes. Yes, really, and Shlema. Dad, if you want to get a leniency, you're more likely to get a leniency from Dad than your king. It's one Hashem, the two aspects of our relationship. So, Viggy, what we should say is, my king, forgive my mistakes. My mistakes, I don't need so much pull to get out of. It wasn't on purpose. I really was accidental. You're talking to Hashem. This real conversation. 
he, you know, so my mistakes, king, please forgive my mistakes. Now I have a problem, but I have things I did on purpose. That I need to speak to my daddy. On purpose is much more kapar I need. So we should say, my king, please forgive my mistakes. Now I'm going to get busy with my purposeful sins. And I say, daddy, Hashem, I know you love me. Forgive my purposeful mistakes. That's not what we do. We do the opposite. This is the deepest safer we know of. People mistakenly, they learn Gemara, they're like lumdish and deep. There's like Siddur, this is much deeper. Who wrote the Gemara? Gemara Zamayram. Ravina, Ravashi, Zamayram. Mishnah is Tanoim. The Siddur was written by Anshay Knesset Sagdol and It's written before Mishnah, before Gemara is the Siddur. Some of the people involved after the, 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 the period after the Siddur was the Mishnah. But the Siddurs from the earliest Svarim, we have in the Anshe Knesset, but they were Nevi'im. Every word is measured ridiculously well, Yael. Zevi, I need you to hear this answer, then you go wherever you want on this planet. I want you to hear this answer. <laughs> take, your, take your chair, put it right next to me. I need to say, I love this kid. Sit right next to me. Rai Oberlander has been, has been involved in the yeshiva for nine years. Somebody call him up next time you see him. Ask him if, I get, if I've gotten these, this, I, one thing, I, one, I have two skills that I'm good at in my life. I'm a very good plunger. That's not for a bismash. It's a funny, it's a quirky skill, but everybody has gifts in Hashem. I think I'm the best plunger in the world. It's a, it's a strange, still, what can I tell you? I've got things nobody else can resolve, and I can plunge. That's, that's a, people have quirky skills. My second skill that I have is a little less quirky. Is Ask my old, I got it wrong. I promise you, this bacher in front of us will be a huge Ben Tyra. You can write it down, take it to the bank. Every guy here. Just a quirky thing to be able to predict. But okay. Now. Not the hardest call. So I want, yeah, this is an easy question. But, but like this. Like this, Zevi. What I want to know, Zevi, this question is very important to me. That I say, Tati. Because to us, in our yeshiva, Tati, my king, is important. But Tati first. Dad. Tati. One day, by the way, just parenthetically, this is your job, and if you think about your parent, I'm talking to you. One day, your job, this is one of your main jobs in your life. One day, Yitzi, you are going to hand your kids something magical. You're going to be such a developed human being, so patient, sincere, authentic, God-fearing person, that I want... That when your son says the word Abba, Tati, Dad, what are you going to be called? Abba, Tati, or Daddy? Daddy. I want, listen to this. Listen, yes, Daddy, it will be. I want that one day when your son says about Hashem, Daddy, he gets goosebumps. It's magical. It's one of your main jobs in your life. That you're such a present, aware connected father I, I don't go around speaking usually do you know I've been going the last few months I spoke to Chavetz Chaim to the, to the old Rebbeim in their system many Rebbeim in their system and I spoke in a few places I went to a few places because I have one thing on my mind 
I want to get parents to be more part of their kids' journey. You're a father. Every one of your kids, be aware of his journey, be part of his journey, be connected to his journey. Just be there, be present. And I'm going around, I'm begging parents in rebellion to give over this message. Be part of your kid's journey. Understand him. Everybody's criticizing, correcting. That's, that's like a minor part of your job. Be there, be understanding, be there for the journey. I want one day you're such a magical father to your children. But it only comes, everybody can dream of it, it only comes if you work yourself out. That one day your kids say, Tati, Abba, or Daddy, and they get goosebumps. They say, Hashem is my father. That's your, that's your mission in life. That's what, Maish, I want you to hand your children one day. But you have to work on yourself. You work hard and seriously and significantly. And one day you raise children, Daddy. Daddy's a magical person of consistency, a developed person. Daddy's a rock. We say Hashem is a tzur. He's a rock. Hashem is always reliable, always. No matter what went down, he's there for you. Who do you even know of in your life who's such a rock? I was once called up, it's a true story. I was called up two in the morning. I get a call and somebody was very shaken up. A bacher told him that another guy, and bacher called him at two in the morning. He said, another guy doesn't believe in Hashem. Rebbe, we were arguing for an hour. I don't know what to do. The guy doesn't believe in Hashem. I said, you're arguing. You're having a philosophical discussion. Stop. Stop. You're telling him, you can't know of Hashem if you have no such understanding. You, own, you need some visual in your life. I said, Til, this Bachar has never felt consistent, steady love, authentic love and reliability in his life. So you're asking him to be aware of something he's never experienced. He said, let's love him another few months. You're not allowed to talk about Hashem with him right now. He said, in a few more months, he's going to be so loved, so consistently. You'll see, I promise you, you'll see, he'll talk, he'll talk, he won't, nobody will have any philosophical discussion and he's going to talk to you about Hashem. He's going to talk to you, but you'll see what a maimon is. He just needs to experience it. You're talking about a rock, somebody who can always rely on, who's always in your corner, who loves you, supports you. He needs to see such a thing. So your mission one day is that your son says, Avinu, says, ah, that, Tati, I, I get it. You hear your mission, Yitzi? Now, so why do we say, Tati, forgive my mistakes, JJ, and Malkeinu, my king, forgive my mazid, my purposeful sins. Seems backwards. On my mazid, I need more Rachmanus. So I should say, my king, I don't need so much Rachmanus. Hashem, you're my king. You forgive my accidents. And then dad, now I, need a, now I need to call in my real pull. I know you're my father. It's the same Hashem, but I, I have the recognition you're my father. Forgive my mazid. Why do we do the opposite? And the answer, Rabbi says as follows. Shoigeg, accident. The problem with accident, if you're doing something wrong to your king... And you're an accident. That's the answer. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I'll give a mushroom. I'll give a mushroom. If I miss a guy's wedding, if I miss a guy's wedding, 
And the guy says, Rebbe, how come you missed the wedding? You missed my wedding. And I tell him, I forgot, I forgot your weddings that night. Is that a good answer? No. no. That shows we're not so close. I, but I thought we were close. Also, we're not as close as I thought. I'd rather hear, I'd rather hear any excuse on the planet than you forgot my weddings that night. That's the worst answer. The forgetting shows we don't have relationship. Shoigeg is bad only because I'm so close to Hashem and it matters to me. You're my father. I love you. I feel bad about my accidents. I'm only asking forgiveness to my accidents because it's relationship. If it was just service, you know, you get beaten up if you made a mistake. If it's just the sense of Malkenu, if you do it, you get rewarded, you don't. If it was just Malkenu, if there was no Avinu, so then I would try my best to do what's right. My accidents, I wouldn't even ask forgiveness. I was a mistake, I didn't mean it. Shaygig's only a problem because there's relationship and love. When there's relationship and connection, then I should have been more careful because it matters to me. So Avinu is the reason that I have to even ask, you're my father. Slach lanu Avinu, I love you. You're my father, you love me. I feel barely about the accidental breaches that I have. Because you're my father. There's relationship here. When there's relationship, my accidents I feel badly about. I just want to do... It's not I don't want to rebel. A king, don't rebel. You weren't rebelling to say that. I, wasn't, I didn't mean to. Okay. I was, you want my accidents? I should ask sorry also. There's no love here. I try, you know, I'm trying. I don't rebel against you. To the father, I care about what you want. I want to do the things you want when I'm accident, which you essentially can't tie on me. I was shaking. I'm accident. I, I forget. But that goof, I recognize if it's so important to me, I shouldn't forget. That's like saying, I, 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 if, if you're not close to somebody, you say, I forgot. It's a good answer. Why didn't you do this? I forgot. Not a good answer. You forgot. But if there's relationship, I forgot is the question. You forgot? We're not as close as I thought. There's relationship. This relationship, I ask you forgiveness for my chattas, my shaygigs. Malkeinu, that I ask for mezid. But the, 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 the breach of, of, of shaygig is avinus, because the father, because there's relationship. Somebody asked me why we don't speak more about Gehenim and Yeshiva. Maybe we should speak more about Gehenim. The reason we don't is because if you don't speak about the relationship Hashem has to us, you're lying. The speech about Gehenim is one of the most immature speech in my life that I've heard. And only a guy who learns in Yeshiva about Avinu really even can then be taught when he's like 20 about Gehenim. Very unsophisticated approach Gehenim is, is scare tactics. Like, like, okay. I have, if you, Akiva Balsam loves like scary houses. I don't love amusement parks. I only like two things in an amusement park. I love that my kids love it there. So we go and they have a great time and it's delicious. But I personally, two rides I do. I do the flume. I always like the flume. Mm. I'm not slow enough. Everything else gives me headaches and dizzy. <laughs> the flume, I always like, I look for the flume. It's just chilled. You get a little wet. Flume's like a schmack. I associate a music park like it's 104 degrees and you're sweating flumes and I always like the scary house the, the haunted house I think those are cool but um, 
But people's picture of Gehenim is completely off. Did you ever have somebody that you love tremendously, that you have a close relationship, and there's some distance? There's some, if you know what it means, spouse, a husband and wife have a tremendous relationship. And then there's some little sechsuch, a little, I'm not talking about the Shalom Bayes issues, but a little fight, and you're in pain because you, you love the other person. That's Gehenim. First, you have to learn Hashem loves us. Then, the order first, Hashem loves us, and get it well to the essence of your being. Then, in turn, you love Hashem back. You appreciate the Christ. You have to learn that for like 10 years. Then, you have an understanding relationship. Then, and only then, are you shayach to understand Gehenim. Gehenim is the defiances, makes some barrier between me and Hashem. That's painful. That's what Gehenim is. The separation from he who you love so much. From somebody that you have a tremendous ava. You can't teach, I'm saying the words to get him, you can't understand it now. I'm not, I, don't, I don't expect you to understand it now. You still have to work on appreciating, appreciating a good time, appreciating friendship, to get satisfied, to really get to your bones. We think the pleasures we have, just like came, you don't understand that Hashem gifted it for you. You got it because he wanted you to get it, Hashem. And he made you and made all the pleasures you like. We think when we like the giants, like we found this pleasure. Hashem made football because he loves you and wants you to have football. And he made all the pleasures because he loves you. When we're young, we don't get that yet. And we have to learn that and get that in our bones. After many years and we get that in our bones, are we shaykh to understand, to even appreciate what it would mean losing, to have some distance in the relationship that's precious to us. So to teach it early, ironically, you're not teaching it at all. That's ironically. Isn't that funny, Vigdor? Avinu Malkeinu. So that was the first thing I wanted to share with you, Vigdor. You hear what we're sharing? Now I want to share something else with you. What is Das, by the way, in Shman Esri? The first request in Shman Esri, we ask for Das. Could somebody here tell, what is Das? Chachma's intelligence. So, so Sammy said intelligence. Chachma, what did you say? So the greatest thing to acquire, what you just said, Maishal, what Sammy said, Das is what we're all striving for. The simplest mushal, I give it every time, Avi, the simplest mushal. Mayor, if you tell a little child that the fire burns, the fire burns, so Chachma, have a piece of wisdom. Fire burns. Wisdom. The first time they touch fire, they ah! Now they have Das. The way I like translating Das is emotional reality. When you can know something, but it's not real by you. It's like, yeah. I once was walking to Yeshiva and something was on my mind and I realized there was Hashem. I almost fainted to the floor. I almost collapsed in a heap. Now, I didn't know there was Hashem before, but that was Chachma. It was an information. It was intellectual. Something happened and I chapped it and I almost fainted. Hashem, my creator. I almost fainted. There's Chachma, that was Das. Reb Miller said that the highest point in his life, he said on himself that he came to a madrega that was close to Nevoah, the prophecy. He once was admiring a flower of Hashem, and he was being misspining 
and he just felt the kindness of Hashem, he said he came to a level that was close to Nevoah. Now we see the flower, but he was misbein and he thought about the kindness of Hashem. And he came to Madrega of Das. Of Das. Of Das. Das is but emotional reality. You can know something, but it's not real by you. It's, it's like, yeah, maybe it's, it's, not, it's not the same real. That's what something is real. What is a tool, one of the best tools we have in our lives to take Chachma and turn it into Das? We know a lot of stuff, but it's like an intellectual piece of information. What is a trick we can use in the base Medrash to take Chachma and turn it into Das? Who just said that? Thank you. The answer is visuals. Tziurim. A visual. A visual takes an idea and it makes it very, very real by you. Instead of it just being conceptual, tzachma becomes das. You touch the idea and it becomes real. Visuals. When you visualize something, when you hear tzir, when you could visualize, you know, people think like, like speakers will use a lot of tricks. I was on a train and it reminded me. So it becomes like a speaking trick, as if it's a trick of darshanim. It's nothing to do with trick of darshanim. It's simply they want to acquire das. They want concepts to be real. So people use tziyur and visuals. In Kelm, they said the difference in a rush and a tzaddik is the kayach tziyur. It's how much you have visuals to give you spiritual ideas and make them much more real. I'll tell you something funny. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter said a mushal. Said a mushal. And I have my own visual for the idea that Yisrael said because his muscle is not enough part of my life to make the concept real. Rabbi Yisrael said about Ruchnius that if you, it's like holding a bird. If you squeeze too tight, you, you kill it. If you hold it too loose, it flies away. You have to hold it just properly. Did you ever see somebody as Avodis Hashem is too tense? It's not relaxed enough. It's not smooth enough. Nachi Freilich spoke about this. There are people who are squeezing too tight. They want it bad. Reb Shmuel Orbach used to walk up to a bachur who looked too tense and he would tickle him in his belly while he was learning Torah. He would tickle him. He felt the guy, like Reb Yisrael's mushroom with a bird, that if you hold it too tight, you kill it. We have to want Ruchnius badly. It's the most important thing in the world to grow, to become closer to Hashem, to learn more Torah, to do better. But it has to be done in an intelligent, comfortable, smart way. Squeeze too tight, you kill it, hold it loose. Now, Yisrael's mushroom with the bird. I, I don't hold birds, so I like animals. But it doesn't happen so much. So the visual didn't make it real enough by me till I started learning about baseball. I discovered in baseball, it's true in tennis also for those that know, in baseball I like playing softball a lot. And I discovered Tony Gwynn wrote a book, he's one of the best hitters, played for the Padres, a great hitter, and he wrote a book about baseball, he says something there, I didn't read it, somebody told me this, he, made, he said a discovery, and I figured this out on my own, but to me, I used Rabbi Yisrael, Tony Gwynn says a book, Baruch Shekivanti, but he, he says in a book, this Yisrael, do you know when you hit a baseball, do you ever see sometimes players fire their bat and they throw it into the stands or the outfield? What's wrong with the guy? He can't hold on to his bat. Good hitters, you're not supposed to squeeze the bat too tightly. You're supposed to hold it pretty soft. 
If you squeeze the bat, for some reason scientifically, it doesn't go so far. Tennis players know this also. If you squeeze the racket too tight, it does not, you're supposed to have some give in the racket when you play tennis. I like tennis a lot. My son, Maish, is a very good tennis player. And when you serve, you're supposed to have give. The great players sometimes fire their rackets. And the reason is they're not holding it too tight. As a matter of fact, they're players that are very bad under pressure. The Mets years ago had a player named Jay Payton who always did badly. His base is loaded. He always got out. He was notorious. Most players with the bases loaded, their average skyrockets because they get better pitches. And a good player will bat a higher batting average than normal with the bases loaded because he just gets better pitchers because the pitcher can't walk him. Now the match, no In the, this, guy, this guy with the bases loaded was always batted like 100. What was his shot? He's a very intense guy. People say about him, he's intense. The base load, he was like, and he squeezed the bat. You squeeze the bat and you're over intense. The whole style of hitting, it's called to stay back. You have to stay in your comfort zone. You can't be overly tense. You have to stay back, stay back. So it's interesting. In other sports, when you're riled up, just let it out. In football, basketball, in baseball, when you're fired up, you actually have to have the art of still staying back and almost relaxing, holding a calm grip, not squeezing the bat too tight. So this visual to me is my visual for what Yisrael Salanter taught, is the person holding the bat and the tennis and the tennis. And the tennis racket. The visual that you squeeze too tight, it doesn't work. You can't hold too loose. Also, it will fly out of your hand. The art of holding it just properly. So Rabbi Yisrael said on birds, but we don't hold birds so much in our life, is the same art of Ruchnius. Squeeze too tight and you crush, you don't hit it well. You ruin your opportunity to hit a home run. Hold too loose and the bat will fall out of your hand. You have to hold it just properly, comfortably. You have to hold just properly. That's how you have to do ruchnis. It's the most important thing in our lives, but don't squeeze the bat too tight. Comfortably, healthily, push, move forward. Comfortably, healthily. And that's Rabbi Yisrael's visual of the bird. So we have a, what's the mile of a visual? So now we have a cute marshal, so what? But it takes an idea that's just conceptual, and with the visual, it helps us, like, feel it. I've touched, I experienced that idea, it helps us feel it. It helps us experience the idea, instead of it just being in the luft, in the air, something that's not part of my experiences, with a visual, I can literally touch the idea, I have felt the idea. That's the purpose of a visual. I wanted to learn a mission in Ovis. So that's Das. That's what we're asking Hashem for. Das, we want the ruchniyastik of things we learn to be real by us. Shouldn't just remain chachma, a concept. Should be das. Should be part of. I should feel it and experience it. It should be part of my life. That's what we're asking. das. We're asking Hashem for das. That these ideas should be real by us. Did you ever notice, guys? Just the kasha in all of Shemana Esrei, every single one of the middle brachas, there are twelve slash thirteen requests from atachinein. Through till all the way till Maidim are requests. A whole bunch of 13 requests. We'll say 13, the Erebel Amal Shinim are 13 requests. 
Did you ever notice all of them start, every single bracha starts at the request. Hashiveinu avinu sasecha, bring me close to Torah. Slach lanu, forgive me. Re'evi anyenu, see my pain. Rifa'enu, heal me. Baruch aleinu, give me a good parnasa, give Klaus a good parnasa. Everyone starts with the request. The only one in the request that doesn't start with the request is which one? Is atachainin, it's a praise. Atachainin says, you bestow... You do this. I only in the middle of the bracha say, Please give me some das. But the bracha starts with the praise. Why? Does anybody know, Yassi, do you know why this first request starts with the praise? You ever wondered that, Yas? The first request, Atachayinu is a request. But it starts, it doesn't, it should say, if it followed the pattern of all the 12 subsequent requests, it should say, Hashem, please give me das. I want the ideas that I learn up here to be real by me. So it should ask for das. It doesn't. It says, Hashem, you bestow das. It's a praise. Why does it veer from the way the other 12 requests? Does anybody have a pshat? Any pshatim, Rabbi say, why the first request in Shema Esrei is worded different than every subsequent request. So you want to be like you? Els, do you have a, do you have a pshat, Eli? You haven't noticed that? Such a good point. Who's your Rebbe? Excellent. He's a big talent. Very special yid. Twelfth grade Rebbe, a wonderful yid. Excellent. And he has a chashva talmud too. So what's pshat? I sprung's cash, Rabbi say. At the chaynin, you bestow kind, you bestow das. Why don't we start with a praise? I'm going to tell you the halachic answer, the halachic answer, and then I'm going to tell you maybe another another chap. The halachic answer is say Shabbos. On Shabbos, we don't ask for things, so. Might say Shabbos, we go back, Mayrif, to a normal Shmanes way of asking things. We want to first do Havdalah. So, where do we do Havdalah, guys? In Atachainin. You do Havdalah. Right after you do Havdalah, then you could start asking for things. Why is Havdalah in Atachainin? Part of Das is differentiating between good and bad, night and day. Part of Das is differentiation. Since we say Avdallah and Atachayne Mardcha, we want to first say a praise. We don't want to ask for something because I can't ask yet until I say Avdallah. So you say Atachayne Ladam Das Mlavin You then, you started the praise on Das. You then say Avdallah and now you could start asking Chanenu. So because it might say Shabbos all week, they said just say Atachayne. Say a praise, don't ask for anything yet. Because might say Shabbos, till you say Avdallah, you can't ask. We say Avdallah in this prayer, in this bracha. So they said, that's the halachic reason, Mardcha. Why the first one makes sense? Yes, this, the more, the more hashkafic reason, another idea. Everything's hashkafic, the way it feels is. Yetzi, when we daven Shemana Esrei, when we daven Shemana Esrei, so we ask Hashem for a lot of things, as we should. Baruch Aleinu, Parnasa. We know people that need Parnasa, sustenance. Hashem, please give. I have a neighbor who needs Parnasa. Hashem, give. I have a cousin. I have a brother-in-law. We have people who need Parnasa. Hashem, please give Parnasa. Rifua, Rifainu. We concentrate a lot when we ask. But every single bracha ends with a praise. 
Blessed are you, the one who gives it. There's two parts to davening. The, rec- the request and also the recognition that it comes from you. You're the source of it. So I ask for it and I also review. You're the one I have to get it from. It's by you. You're the supplier of it. And both are extremely important. You're the supplier. So perhaps in the very first set of requests, I start by saying you're the supplier. I'm about to request. But to show that the ikr is the recognition that you're the supplier. The main way when you daven, Rabbi say, the main power of your tefillah, and this is like the real power of prayer, if a guy davens like he buys a lottery ticket, yet people buy lottery tickets, you never know. You never know. Stranger things have happened. So the guy buys. That's how people pray. They throw up a prayer and you never know. You even call it, in sports they say he threw up a prayer. It's like, a, it's a prayer as a, it's like, you never know. Chas v'shol. A yid doesn't daven that way. A yid davens with the recognition that Hashem controls everything. I'm talking to my tata. He controls everything. He decides. A yid davens with the akara. Hashem's the one who decides. The goods are by you. You decide. He davens with that recognition. And part of prayer is to, is to affirm and establish Hashem's the, the one who has everything. That's why in the requests we start, Atachanim, you're the one who does it. I know I'm starting my portion of prayer with requests now, Avi, but I want to establish the, the clear recognition and maybe the ikra of my prayer. I'm going to ask for stuff, and it's important to ask. But the akara that he has, it has to be, it even assists the asking. Atachanim, I want to start my section of prayer that I'm about to request with the recognition that everything I'm requesting comes from, you have, you're the, author, you're the author and owner of it. So the first request, we speak it out, you're the one, you own it, you have it. I'm coming to you because you have it. That's, so the first one, we say it in that way. Make sense, Avi? That's a Ashkafic reason. Is that where I sprung something, in those two answers? Ali, I think that's the stand, those are the standard answers, I think. No, I don't know. I don't know, but I think so. I think those are the answers. We have time for one more thing. Yeah, we have time. One more thing, Vigia, for another thing. Just one.
The Mishnah says like this, the Klai Yisrael this week is learning the first parak of Abbas, and the Mishnah says that Yaisi ben Yoichanan issue Shalayim Laimer. Yaisi ben Yoichanan issue Shalayim says as follows, Yibescha pasuach nirvacha. Your house should be wide open, should have a very open house. Should allow people in. Yibescha pasuach nirvacha should be an open house. A matter of fact, did you ever notice under the chuppah, did you ever notice under the chuppah, so we have a canopy, there are no walls? Why aren't there walls? A husband and wife are getting married and they go in one room together, this chuppah that they go under, this makeshift tent, but it's always open. There are four corner poles, but it's open. You ever saw a chuppah that was closed, a closed room? Why don't they go in a closed We should have, what would be the big deal to hold up around them and surround them in a little like tent? But all four sides are open. What's the shout, Rabbi say? So Vigdi says it wouldn't be so emotional. The crowd should get to see. Oh, so have a little window. People can look into. It's a good answer. I like that answer. Vigdi said this way the crowd. It wouldn't be. Here it's a made for television event. Bushit, there's a big crowd watching. The moment of a chup is a tremendous ace rutzen. It's a huge smile of tefillah. Big, big tzaddikim. Big tzaddikim would go to chuppas v'davka v'davin. It's a big ace ratzim. Shas So what do they have? The, what do they have? The canopies, but it's so open. The answer is to remind the guy, to remind the chasen and kala, the base Avram. Because we want them to remember to have Avram Avinu's house, which was very open. Avram Avinu had openings on all four sides, like we learn with youngsters. So in order to remind the chasen and kala that they're producing base Avram, they should produce the house of Avram, so we keep it open on all four sides. That's why we keep it open on all four sides. So your house should pasuach l'rvacha, wide open, a very open environment. The aniyim b'nei should be, you should welcome in. You have an open house, maybe you only invite the cool people. Maybe you only invite people who have big social standing. make sure you're a person that's very, that's kind to everybody. I get nervous when people are selective. They're selectively lovers of Jews. Sometimes a school will bring an Israeli soldier and they'll pretend, Avas Yisrael, unless I also see a Satmar you don't have Avas Yisrael. Selective Avas Yisrael is not Avas Yisrael. You love Jews, all Jews. Satmar Chassid and an Israeli soldier, both. You love all Jews. Make sure in your house being open, Aniyam amongst them as well. That's what this Mishnah and Pashup Shat with the Mishnah is saying. That's the Pashup Shat in the Mishnah to have Yibeischa Pasuach Lervacha, to have an open house, and to have Ani. But I want to tell you a little bit of a Chesidish Shat. There's somebody said we've been giving a lot of Chesidish Torah. I want to say a little Chesidish Shat, but I, I, the Pshat is cute, it's Chesidish Shat. But the idea is something that's so important to me. The idea is not... There's no apologies for Hasidic Shabbat. That adds to the Milo. But the idea is on every level, every type of Torah in the world, this idea is an idea that's all across the Torah. And the idea is, Rabbi, say, listen to these words. I want you to see these words. Say these words out loud. V-Y-U. V-Y-U. Aniyim b'nei v'sacha. Perfect. The Yiyu, thank you. My boy. Usher's awesome. The Yiyu Aniyim, the Yiyu Aniyim, B'nei B'Sechagah, you know Usher already, right? 
In Asher. Yassi, you met Asher already? Asher, you met Yassi? From Baltimore, from Baltimore. Yeah. Excellent. Big ride with Snicky Talmud. V'yiyu aniyim b'nei v'sech ha'pashub shat is aniyim should be part of your household. Maradcha d'chsidish ha'pashat is yiyia b'eischa pasuach l'rvacha. Your house should be wide open. You're giving to others. But v'yiyu aniyim, they should be aniyim b'nei v'secha. Your family also should be like aniyim. People have idealism all over, but they forget their own mishpacha. So v'yiyu aniyim, they should be aniyim b'nei v'secha. Not aniyim should be in your house. Your own family should also be aniyim. Make sure you're taking good care of your family. All the idealism outside the home is wonderful and should be there. Yid has to have idealism. And he's out there and doing gishmak. But make sure your bnei bayis are also aniyim. Focus on your family. In the world, a guy is called the kind man. He does this chesed, that chesed. People in Shadokim look for a girl. Whoa, she volunteered for Chai Lifeline and this Lifeline and that. I want to know how she is to her brother. The Pasuk says in Mishli, Goimel Nafsha Yesh Chesed, somebody who's good to his family is a man of kindness. Goimel Nafsha, Rashi in Mishle says, Nafsha is Mishpachtai. You want to know a man of kindness, he's good to his family. It's very nice, all your kindness, all your idealism, be good to your wife, be good to your children, be good to your mishpacha. So the Mishnah said, Your house should be wide open, your mamish, there for everybody. But the Yiyu Aniyim, a cute shat, they should be Aniyim, your Bnei Bayis. Your Bnei Bayis should also be Aniyim. They shouldn't be worse than the outside. And Avada, they should be a lot better. Focus on your mishpacha. It's interesting, who is the most idealistic? Reb Miller says the greatest Jew who ever lived, Avram Avinu. Hashem says, Ki adatav. You know why I love Avram Avinu? There are many reasons to love Avram. He did a lot. He was makar of hundreds of thousands of human beings. And you know what Hashem says, why I love Avram? Ki adatav. You want to know why I love him? Liman asher yitzaves banav. Because he was Mechanech's Mishpacha properly. Avram Avinu did a lot of great things. Hashem loves him because he was Mechanech's Mishpacha. We live in a world, the guys know that I get very nervous. We live in a world of a lot of PR. Everything's publicity. What other, it didn't, if you, Abacha told me he did a certain stunt with the bikes. So I said, you have a video of it? He said, no. Said, I learned from guys, if it's not on video, it didn't happen. No social media, it didn't happen. We live in a world, I get, I, there's nothing wrong with pictures of events. A guy looks, this is like, to me, is like horrible. A guy looks to go to an event, it's almost not important if he had fun. As long as he could put on his Instagram account or somewhere, the appearance of having fun, who cares if you have fun? Just so you could show that word goes out, look what I did. I'm not, I want to have fun. And if, not, if I could also show off, I had fun. Okay, who's against that? <laughs> I want to have fun. I want something to be geschmack and enjoyable. We live in an age of PR. It's how others look at it, perception. Public relations, how does it look? I, right, Oberlander and I made a pact nine years when we started the high school. 
Rabbi Brownstein, Siat Nishmaya runs the whole thing the last couple of years, as you see, runs the whole thing. And with Rabbi Brownstein, I never, we never spoke out this pact because it would be like a joke. Rai Brownstein is my Rebbe in this sugya. It would be like a joke to make a pact with him on this topic because he's a chefs of tzniyos. I don't have to tell Rai Brownstein, let's have tzniyos in the high schools like you're joking. That's his mitzios. But we made a pact that we're going to try to keep away from magazine articles and papers and things like that. We made a pact. Anything we could do, as much as we could do, if we're not forced otherwise, let's work on something that's authentic, not the appearance of authentic. Let's make something that's real. In the world of PR, one of the sacrifices in the world of perception is a kindness done outside of the house lands you in the middle of the paper. Whoa! He donated! In the paper, they're not printing. He was nice to his son. One day, it's a bigger story that you took your son skiing than you took some yasum in the city skiing. It's very nice. You took, you heard, he took a group of Yusayimim skiing. I want to hear you took your son skiing. It's more spiritual. You took your kids skiing. Children. You took your children and you, and you focused on them and you cared for them and you gave them goimel nafsha, yishchasen, a man who's good to his family, he's a man of kindness. People think about kind ideas. A Bachar will tell me, Rebbe, I went, and I'm not knocking doing it. I love chesed. And there's chesed outside the house. You should do also chesed outside the house. Guys, said, Rebbe, Thursday night, I went, Pasha, to Toymche Shabbos, and I packed boxes. Nope, did you help your mama cook chicken for Shabbos? No. First cook chicken for your mama. It's bigger. Goimel nafsha yishchasen. Somebody who's good to his family is a man of kindness. Help your mama cook chicken for Shabbos. Do for time chetayra. Time chetayra. Time chetayra. It's all good. <laughs> First cook chicken for your mother. First your mishpacha. Goyim el nafshay Of course it should spill over. Of course it should spill over. And the one who's good to his family, it does spill over. You develop real kindness. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a chiddush. The Yitzhahara knows that we're B'nai Avram and we strive for chesed. He always tries, and it's a deeper memra that I'm not going to go into because we're late for marriage. But it's a deeper memra, but the Yitzhahara always gets us to do the kindness that's less incumbent upon us. If I'm supposed to be goyim al my family will get me, we have chesed, yidn are goyim lechasadim, that's who we are. But he always gets us to do it, misfocus. Do it to your family. Do it to your family. Call your brother up and give him a chizikul. Call your sister up and give her a chizikul. Goyim el nafsha, yishchaset. Somebody's got to his family. You know how powerful it is a gishmak of brothers of Entaira takes his sister out. Takes a brother out. Gives chizuk and time to a mishpacha, to family member. Goyim el nafsha, yishchaset. Always remember to do kindness to your family. The Oilam Amidis, the Baal Oilam Amidis, Raikestabam Shlita. He speaks a lot about this in his Svarim, Oilam Amidis and elsewhere. Speaks a lot about doing kindness to our family. There's Reb Chaim Vital, he brings in Oilam Amidis. The Reb Chaim Vital says that the main judgment of Aftarecha Kamaycha, that precious mitzvah, that Hillel summed up Kola Torah, is how somebody treats their own wife. Aftarecha is Reyim Ahuvim, is his wife. Goyim al nafshay, do good to your family. Train yourself to kindness in your home. 
It always looks more glorious kindness elsewhere, and it doesn't mean as opposed to kindness elsewhere. Do kindness elsewhere. Of course, you should do kindness everywhere, but make sure kindness to your family. <coughs> There's a pasuk that Revolba used to like saying over. We learned Kedush this year in the yeshiva. I love this pasuk. And Hashem says, Mashiach Zayin, Be'esahi, I'm going to be a God to every mishpach in Klal Yisrael. And the Gemara is medayik l'chol Yisrael lo'inemra l'chol mishpach Yisrael. It doesn't say to every year, it says mishpach Yisrael. And avadet means they has to do it. Yochsen, but Revolbus used to say over that Gemara as somebody being into his family. So all of us should be zayich, we all, we are a kind people, and we're sitting a kind people and the kindest of our kind people, kind people sitting here. Always remember, do chesed to your family. Find a brother of yours and be, be unbelievably nice to them, be amazingly nice to them. Find a sister, your grandmother, your mother, your brother-in-law, be kind to your family. Goimel nafshish chesed, never, certainly, certainly, we want it to spill over, we have idealism out of the home, but never forget the idealism in the home. And that this chesed, this mishnah, eshkai for myself.